Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. So welcome to today's episode. Here we have Greg Personius. So Greg is a musician, he's a comedian, he's an MC, and he also works as an event coordinator. And he is a new father. Well, not new, new. She's about a year old now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty new. So welcome to the podcast, Greg. I'm so happy that you're here. Yes. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. <laughs> All right. So I have a lot of things that I would love to ask you. But first off, maybe let's jump into the funny. So I want to ask you, when did you know that you were funny? Oh, my mom says as soon as I came right out of birth, you know, funny looking <laughs> child. And she said, something's going to be, uh, something's going to be great out of you. And, uh, hey, I just learned she dropped me uh, 13 <laughs> times when I was younger, but hey, it's better than 14. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Well, you know, were you funny as a kid or was it something that you developed along the way or was it any kind of response to anything? Uh, I think it was just growing up. I had uh, two older brothers. Uh, my older brother was a little comedian himself. He's always getting himself into trouble. And I, I think just growing up with that and also my uh, my father was a pretty funny guy. And I think uh, I just got the jokes from him and uh, learned off it. And uh, just seeing other people, you know, I just thought laughter is putting a smile on people's face. And, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to argue, be sad, be mad. And you know, it's a, it's a good thing to, to laugh every day. And the best thing of trying to be funny is seeing that elder smile. It's all, oh, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. <laughs> so when did you start getting into music? Ah, uh, music. Oh, I remember it. Uh, I remember like it was yesterday. I remember I was 12 years old. It was at Pike Lake here in, uh, Pasquayak, uh, Shorty Laughlin is the guy. Oh, I can give so much props to this guy. He showed me how to MC. He uh, he was the one that actually put me on stage. There was no music, no karaoke. It was just me, and I had the song in my head playing. I'm singing away, and then I had to pause for like two minutes because I had the song going in my head. People thought I was done singing, and I come back, and yeah, I just started when I was 12 years old. Mm. When did you enter your first singing competition? 12 years old. Really? That was my first one. Yeah. And then I just got into it and and then uh, I started winning contests. And then I thought, hey, I must be I must be good at what I'm doing. And I started in entering contests. I started winning them. And then uh, I kind of started my own band. Oh, and uh, it's kind of a funny name. We call ourselves Glam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's myself. Greg, uh, Lapu, uh, my late friend, AJ, and Marshall. But uh, unfortunately, due to health problems, uh, we kind of have to step aside. But me and my buddy Marshall, we're still together. We got a little thing going on in Portage. But uh, yeah, singing has been there since day one in my life. And it's uh, it's a picker-upper. It's, it's a big part of my life. Mm. You know, you sing. Do you also play instruments? 
I play guitar, Casio. I'm learning the drums right now. I think I'm just learning the drums because of my my late buddy, AJ Hillcrow, that passed away. Uh, he was a big mentor in my uh, music career. And for some reason, I just had to buy drums and learn them. And I think just learning more than one instrument is, is better. But mm. uh, I, I like playing guitar. Mm. Yeah. So I, I see now you're breaking into this area of music, comedy, and MC right? It's kind of yeah. like all three rolled into one. Yeah. So how did you get into that area? Like take us back to, and maybe your journey of how did that come about? So a big guy that played a big role in part of my life. And I was, I can't say I looked up to him because he's a little shorter than me. <laughs> uh, Shorty Laughlin. He's just been a big role model in my life. He taught me how to MC. So I started doing announcements at uh, Blizzard games or uh, uh, community meetings. Uh, one big thing I love doing is the Opasiak Indian Days now. I've been part of that for about maybe 10 years. I, I, do, on, I do on my own uh, roles where I host events and also uh, MC throughout the year, uh, throughout the week, I mean. And uh, Shorty's the type of guy that wants to step away and give me the role of MCing. But I told him, I said, you don't quit till... You don't quit till you die, man. I said, uh, <laughs> you know, this is something we love and you just kind of walk away from it. Yeah, I started the, the MC thing and then I just started noticing that it's better when you throw jokes. You make the people part of your, your show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate people being quiet. I, you know, you got to make the crowd alive. And uh, that's something I, I feel like I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's a, just a cheesy joke uh, I call them icebreakers mm-hmm. I have to have the crowd smiling and laughing right away and it's just something I learned from Shorty Laughlin and uh, once again putting emceeing, singing and comedy all together, it's just a good show people love it and it's uh, something I was born with I guess and I learned from it I want to continue to do it and I see it in my child already just the funny things she does and yeah it's a good vibe have you ever had an experience where you felt like you weren't connecting, that you weren't connecting with the audience and it wasn't going the way that, you know, you thought it was going to go in your head? And how did you pull yourself through that or how did you handle it afterwards or during even? Uh, one thing I can't do, it's so hard, is read off a paper. Ah, I got to wing it. I got to wing it because I got so many things I want to say and want to do. And I had some crowds where they're just tough. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to smile. They don't want to laugh. They just want to be serious. And (laughs) it's the little things that, like I said, are cheesy, like pretending to sneeze into a microphone. And someone will laugh at that. Like, (laughs) what are you about sneezing in a microphone kind of thing? You know what I mean? But it's the little things that get the people going like that. And then you feed off it. And, and then you just get the ball rolling and stuff like that. And and I, I did a couple of comedy shows like that where I, I see a person not laughing. So I got to grab that person's attention. And once I see that person laugh and smile, okay, I got to go to the next one. It's just uh, once you get the ball rolling, it's mm-hmm. fun and easy. Yeah. Do you find that you zone in on the people that aren't laughing? And um, it's Sometimes it depends what situation you're in, right? Because mm-hmm. you got some older crowd and you got the younger crowd and you kind of want them all all laughing and smiling, right? Yeah. You don't want, you don't want one section kind of sitting there and 
you know, I don't get this guy. <laughs> and then you got the younger ones that are laughing. Yeah, you got to find a way to interact with the elders. You got to find a way to interact with the youth. It's uh, it's just interacting. It's it's. I don't even know how to say it. You just got to find somewhere to connect with them. Mm. Yeah. Did you get yourself in trouble at school? With uh... Uh, no, no. Actually, uh, I grew up strict. Mm. Um, yeah, I grew up strict. I was on a, I was pretty much on a timeline growing up. You know, like uh, I had to get up at this time. I had to wait at the bus on this time. If I missed the bus, I'd, I'd be penalized at home. You know, I'd come home and eat. I had to sleep at a certain time, go to bed. And it was kind of like a routine. And then when I was growing up in uh, in junior high, I was kind of growing out of that where, you know, like, like I'm a good kid now and my parents are trusting me and stuff. But it was kind of hard in school. Um, bullying, I, I, I kind of got bullied a lot. But then I found ways to uh, not join that crowd. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm proud to say I was the first ever, ever Joey Ross school president. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm doing uh, intramurals and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to find ways for kids to like me. I'm just trying to keep myself busy and, you know, not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I grew up. I uh, didn't even touch drugs or alcohol till I was done in school. And then that's when I kind of fell into the, you know, the 18, the party mode kind of guy. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, here. And I thought you were a class clown all the time. Actually, I was. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just, uh, yeah. Like I said, bullying, I had to find ways to to not fall into depression mode kind of thing. Right. Mm. Actually, I, w- I did get in trouble a couple of times because I was, yeah, because I was messing around in school, trying to be funny and. <laughs> and stuff like that i uh i talk too much yeah <laughs> my mouth got me in trouble yeah i wasn't a quiet kid so tell me about your experience with traditional education as you try to find your way in the world it's uh it's it's great that you said that um i grew up very traditional my parents grew up uh using traditional medicines and stuff like that and uh, that's how we grew up and um just learning about medicines and and about the the earth and stuff like that. Uh, we 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 took it serious, and from this day we still do. Uh, but the way of like I said, getting out of that depression mode when I was when I was in my teens, uh, I went to my first sweat with the Lake Derek Fontaine way in Alberta, and I never knew what a sweat was. And uh, just learning from that felt good, and just smudging, you know, every day makes you feel good. I find smudging from this day takes your stress away your worries and uh like i said um talking to you earlier uh you gotta live your day to the fullest mm-hmm. you can't worry about anything you can't be stressed out about anything i think turning into the smudging part it's uh it's all oh, so healthy with me it's uh it's just smoothing it makes you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah let's talk about you know, your recent health issues. Can you tell us a little bit about the things that you've been going through and how it's changed and affected the way that you live and, and the things that you're pursuing? Oh, man. Um, the day I got sick because um, I thought I had a headache. Um, I wasn't the type to go to the hospital all the time. I, I used to try and tough myself out. Uh, like I said, I turned to traditional medicines all the time. And uh, I just had this headache for the longest time. And I never knew what was going on because I'm so active. I'm mm-hmm. so busy. And, you know, I never, ever thought I'd be sick in my life. And 
went to the hospital and found out I was I had kidney failure. Oh. And the day of, I got sent out to Winnipeg and we did some tests and find out that I was uh, living with two and three percent of uh, functioning with my kidneys. And right away, we had to go on dialysis. And um, one thing with my my family growing up with dialysis is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about being sick, I think back in my life of how I lived it. After I graduated, I went to school and I was trying to become a teacher. I, I did three years, but I had a sick father and I put that on hold. I shut the world off and, you know, I turned to uh, drugs and alcohol and not the hard drugs, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. marijuana and drinking all the time. And I always wanted to party. Every time my father was sick, I would stay home, shut the world off. But when he was better, I had this whole free time in my hands. And that's where I just took life for granted. Mm-hmm. And from this day, I, I still do believe I took life for granted. Mm-hmm. The day I stopped drinking and partying was the day my life got better. I stopped drinking maybe at the age of 23, 22. And I, good things happened to me. I started emceeing. I started singing. I started doing all these good things. I made a good name for myself. And I did that all for me because I wanted to change for the better. You know, I, I had my brothers uh, who had kids and they were going to school and everything. Then there I was stuck at home, still living with my parents, not doing anything. And I had to make better choices for myself. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that, life just got easier. And I don't take pity on myself of being sick. I don't know how I got sick. I don't know what, what happened, but. I can't blame anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. And now that I, I see I got this second chance in my life, I'm looking for a kidney donator. Actually, uh, like you like you just mentioned, I wasn't even supposed to have kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a miracle daughter. She's uh, one years old. Means the world to me. And I do everything for her. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got uh, a second chance in life. And I'm trying to do the best for her. And uh, I got so many opportunities. Um, I'm doing for her. I'm working so hard at it and my life is good right now. Either if I'm sick or not, I live uh, my life day by day. I uh, I live it to the fullest. That's what I try and uh, send a message out to, to youth because I worked with youth since I was 13 years old. I um, I ran for junior chief of council and uh, I just do so many events with the youth where I enjoy doing it because I don't want to see them what I did. I want to mm-hmm. see them succeed and and tell them to, to tell them, you know, life, there's so many doors open. Mm-hmm. There's so many doors open. They think there's so many red flags. And what we tend to do is think about the negative stuff in life, but right. we forget the positive stuff in life. We forget what's there, what we, what's open for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, ever since I got sick, it, it this opens up my eyes. It shouldn't be that way, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, this is the life I was I was given, and I'm not mad or sad about it. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm uh, I couldn't be any happier of how my life is going. You know, mm-hmm. I I never thought I'd have a uh, a daughter. I never ever thought I'd have a family. Never ever thought uh, I'd have a good job and be going somewhere with my singing. What people uh, love to hear uh, hear me do. You know, I'm I'm seeing and doing this comedy stuff. I never ever thought I'd be doing. <laughs> You know, and um, doing something right in my life, and I believe I'm on the on the right track, and I plan to keep on doing it. Like I said, uh, just day by day, and living life is the greatest right now. Yeah, and I really like how you know you take your daughter up on stage with you, 
I always go watch the singing competitions and, um, you know, I saw you and they called you up to come accept your award, you know, even though she's just one years old, you had her up there just to make sure that she was a part of your accomplishment and your success. Yes, for sure. So that, uh, that was really nice. You know, you said so many things um, just now that really resonated with me when you were talking about our young people and they choose not choose to see, but they're, they see the negative and they don't realize that, you know, there's a lot of doors open for them because I think it's like we were in a society now where we're always looking to the negative before sure. we're, we look to the positive. And sometimes it takes big things in our lives or big events or um, big realizations for us to see that, you know, we don't have to be looking at the negative. We should be looking at the positive. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to learn that lesson, you know, to learn that there's so many things that we should be grateful for, or that there's so many opportunities out there for us. And we just have to not sit in that negative space because we can, we can choose to sit there, right? Sure. Like we can choose to stay and feel angry at the world, you know, angry that this happened to me or angry at a person for doing us wrong or angry at somebody. But if we stay there, like what good is it going to do for right? us? Yeah, yeah, right. All you do is you're you're getting lost. Mm-hmm. Like when I got sick, I was I was mad at the world. Right. I was thinking, why me? Like, you know, I'm young and I, I try to do good in my life. And like, why me? You mm-hmm. know? But then I thought, why should I stay mad? Why should I stay stuck when I still got this second chance at life and you can do so much? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's what I say with the youth. I feel like they're stuck, like, they, like they're scared to pursue something. I always feel like they got to find something what they love and, and go with it. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't can do what you're loving, find something else that you love. There's something everyone loves. There's not one person that can say that they don't love something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not only one thing, right? Like you're not labeling yourself as I'm just a musician or I'm just a comedian or I'm just an MC or I'm just an event planner. You know, you can be a combination of things, is, but you're doing all of these things that you love and you don't have to allow them to just take you in just one direction. Yeah, for sure. Like a big thing, part of my life and people know me by is volunteering. Like I'll volunteer my time anytime in the world when everyone needs me because it's something I love. It's something I love doing. Like I said, if I'm doing something for 100 people and I got one person mad, one person not satisfied of what I'm doing, like I said, we forget about the positives. We forget about all these 99 people that are happy. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the thing. Um, You got to find something that that you love doing and you just keep doing it and it makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Who do you look to for help when you're, you know, you're going in this direction uh, and all of these new things are happening for you and all of these new opportunities are opening up for you. But when you don't know what your next step is or what the next thing to do is, who do you go to for help or where do you look to for help? That's kind of a, that's a tough one. I always used to go to my father because he always had the right things to say and, uh, Oh man, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> that's really a tough one. Cause even if I'm feeling down and out, like uh, if I'm not feeling too good, right away I I gotta Facetime my daughter, mm-hmm. or just hug and kiss my daughter. She makes everything the worries and stress go away. And I I don't know. That's a tough one. I like to say my daughter right now, even though she 
she doesn't know what's happening or doesn't you know what I mean because she's yeah. only one but she's a smart girl but she doesn't know what's going on in my life right now and I don't know I'd like to say my daughter but yeah that's a tough one yeah I know exactly what you mean because um when I was writing my book I didn't know any authors or I didn't know anybody that published books before so I didn't have anybody to go to for help so it's kind of like I was going blindly in this direction but just listening to just listening to the inside like my inside um just following your heart yeah I was following my heart and I never really talked about it to a lot of people except for my younger daughter and um the reason I would talk to her about it and she was just a little girl at the time it's because her enthusiasm, she was excited for me and she believed in me. And, you know, she didn't have, whereas older people, if I told them I was writing a book, like they kind of yeah. laughed or, you know, scoffed or whatever, they didn't really think that I could do it. Yeah. And, you know, she was so young and innocent that she hadn't been touched by all of the outside negativity. So she still had that childhood <clears throat> belief, like you can do it. So it's just like I hung on to that belief with her yeah. and I needed that for myself. I needed her to to help me to get through. You probably didn't know, but she's probably looking at you as you as the biggest hero in, in her life. Yeah. Because uh, just seeing my daughter, just her smile just brightens up my day. As soon mm-hmm. as I see her, she's just happy to see me. And, you know, like I said, that's what I mean. I, that's what I focus on, like. Like, man, this little girl just makes everything easy in life. Mm. You know, she's not judging me. She's not telling me this and that, not to do this and that. It's just that support is there. Right. And I think um, when you say who, who do you look up to, it's not so much of that. It's so much of just having that support from your loved one. You know what I mean? That, mm. uh, that special kind of love. Yeah, it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. So, um, Greg, tell us what kinds of things are you uh, looking forward to? So what are the the big things that are happening in your life, you know, right now and that are coming up for you? Um, right now, I got this uh, this showcase uh, coming up in Portage La Prairie. I was invited to. Um, it's called Manitoba Arts Network. Uh, seven people were chosen in Manitoba. And I was uh, honored to be one of them selected. Uh, I kind of was out of my zone kind of uh because six of the artists are recording artists they got their originals they're touring and here i am a kid from the north who just sings in competitions and sings at uh wakes when when needed and and just other gatherings and uh, i kind of felt out of my my element but uh, mm-hmm. i guess uh, a couple people seen me sing and they see something in me they want to push me to maybe um getting me to my own uh, um, my own shows down south or putting my name out there, uh, networking. Maybe uh, someday I'll have my own CD, my own original, stuff like that. It's something i always been uh, wanting to do. But uh, I always joke around. I'm always saying, uh, you got to be heartbroken to write some <laughs> songs, you know? You got to be in this long-term relationship. And you got to be heartbroken to write songs and stuff like that, you know? And uh <laughs> that's not just that it's just uh it's hard writing songs uh you would know like writing a book it's, it was probably hard for you and uh-huh. uh, but uh once you get going it's, it's smooth sailing but uh, i got that coming up for me um uh, and then uh just being asked to be in this gala it's a big honor you know um i never ever thought i'd be sharing a show with uh, don bernstick and ted nolan and all these big acts and 
And like I said, it's I always feel like I'm this small town boy just getting invited to the big the big city, and it's it's always a it's always a good honor, and it's a, it's a privilege, and I just can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, and you know what? Even though you see other people and they have CDs and stuff, people are asking you for a reason. You know, yeah. you have something, just like you said, they see something in you. And like when I asked you to be a part of the Driving Well Indigenous event, it's because I saw something. You have a presence and you bring this this type of energy with you where you have the ability to make people laugh. You have the ability to make people feel comfortable and you're out there chasing your dreams and you're doing it in the face of adversity. You have your health challenges and you also have challenges of, you know, you're also going blindly into this, you know, this arena where you don't, you know, you don't know what your next steps are, but you're, you know, you're following your dreams. You're listening to your heart. You're taking one step at a time and you're being brave and courageous and you're just going out there and you're doing it and allowing whatever happens to happen and to just be okay with it. And uh, for some reason, I just love being put on the spot. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I just love being put on the spot because I just feel like uh, like that's my thing. Like I said, I don't read anything off a script. I just, it's just natural. I just, uh, yeah, it's just a good feeling. Uh, like I said, once I go there, I just feed off the crowd. I love being with a big crowd. Mm. For some reason, it's hard with one, two or three people. But a bigger crowd, oh, that's the best feeling. That's what, it's it's good. I love it. Yeah. And then I guess probably if you're reading off a script, then it doesn't feel authentic, right? It's not you. Yeah, yeah it's not you. Because uh, when you when you wing it, it's it's you. You're expressing yourself. You're being you. You're talking like you. You're not trying to be anybody else. It's, yeah, it's just coming from the heart. And, and that's what you're doing. You want to make people laugh from your heart you know you want to sing from the heart you want to do all this one more question I had is how do you mentally prepare before you're getting on stage to to do a big event or like to sing or MC or something well first of all I wake up feeling handsome (laughs) I go to the washroom let's keep it PG I look in the mirror I look at myself and I think you know you're a 10 you're a 10 man (laughs) And then I get dolled up, you know, I, I just slick up the hair and everything. I want to dress up. I want to make myself look presentable. And, and you know, uh, when I'm on stage, that's, uh, man, it's just another person. It's, uh, it's my heaven. That's my comfortable spot. You know, that's where, uh, that's where I feel like, like I'm in the shower and everyone's watching me. You know? <laughs> no, it's just uh, the stage is the best feeling for me. That's where I do my magic, man. That's where um, that's where I'm me. That's where I'm the real. That's where I'm like the real deal. That's just me, and that's my comfortable zone. You know, everything's mm-hmm. just everything's just out of my mind. Everything's just out of my. It's just me and me and life. It's just it's just it's a good feeling. You become Sasha Fierce. Do you know who that is? No, that's Beyonce's alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> so when she like um. <laughs> So she says that when she gets on stage, she's like no longer Beyonce. She's Sasha Fierce because like this, the the inner her takes over and, you know, just kind of becomes one with the crowd. Oh, eats yeah. off of their energy. But um, yeah, I can like I can relate to what you're saying, you know, because when I have to step in front of a big crowd, 
I have to give myself this pep talk. Yeah. I have to tell myself you're worthy. You know, you belong here. You you deserve to be here. And I really have to sell it to myself and, and, you know, make myself feel confident enough to walk out onto that stage and be comfortable. Yeah. So it's a process. Hey, well, well, you're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're there for a reason. You know, if, if you weren't doing something that you were good at, you, you wouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. And confidence, it's a big word because most people don't have confidence. They're in that little shy shell where they can't get out of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of people that are judging them. Like you said earlier that there's no support there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that are saying, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're not good at this. You're not good at that. I think that's what uh, people are missing is that confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to feel comfortable with their own skin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One question is what advice would you give to somebody else or what advice would do you wish that somebody gave you like something that you're learning now that you wish you would have learned then watch your health ah that's a good one watch your health you know when you're younger and stuff like that you you tend not to listen to your parents (laughs) Mm because you think they know everything and stuff like that and i just uh you know growing up being active being in so much sports and not resting and all that stuff it does catch up to you. You don't know it, but it does. Like mm. I said, uh, when people say rest, you're so stubborn. You don't want to rest and stuff like that. And um, it catches up to you at the end. It really does. Even if you're stressed, if you're worried, it all catches up to you no matter what. That's why I tell kids um, nowadays, even older people, just live your life. Just be happy. Yeah, no worry. Don't stress about stuff like this. Don't worry about stuff like this. It's just you got to take life day by day. You can't plan for next year or what's going to happen, stuff like that. It's it's kind of not in our hands, but it's our jobs to look after ourselves. And to uh, and it, this number one is just being happy. Right. You know, that's uh, that's such good advice. You know, this morning I went to the gym and I was telling myself, you know, this is day one all over again. Yeah. But the reason that I, I just really had to go, it's because lately I have been feeling sore and run down and thinking, if I feel like this now, what am I going to feel like 10 years from now? Right. And I still have my kids. I have my grandkids and I really, really need to start looking after myself. And I did not like the way that I was feeling at all. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's excellent advice. So uh, thank you for that. Cause I think that all of us really, really need to hear that right now. Well, I think uh, just listening to you, uh, it, it falls back on our loved ones, you know, like I have a daughter who I do everything for and, and I'm trying to stay alive for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to do this, uh, these things what she deserve i want her to grow up to be the best she could be and i think it's because we all do it for our loved ones and i think that that's what i'm feeding off you too yeah it was good to, good to hear that because you're doing something that you love and that uh, you're doing for your loved ones right mm-hmm. it's just not for ourselves it's for our, our younger ones who, who are doing it for mm-hmm. yes all right greg where can we find you how do we watch you how do we get in touch with you well you come on down to my house <laughs> just look me up on facebook you know add me um i got some little funny tiktok videos on uh tiktok i was addicted to for a while there and uh 
Yeah, just look me up on Facebook. So what what is your TikTok handle? My TikTok is gpersonius99. gpersonius99. Okay, yeah. so what we'll do is in the show notes, we'll put your Facebook handle and your TikTok handle and then maybe your email so that if anybody wants to bring you to their community for an event, to host sure. an event, you know, they know where to find you. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And I'm so glad that uh, you're here. I can't wait to have you at the event in December. So Greg is going, not only is he going to be singing, but he's also going to be doing a little comedy show as well. Well, I was thinking of doing a magic mic show, but I don't think it'd be presentable. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) I got uh, two months to rip this body up. (laughs) All right, Greg, thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you. I'm excited and I can't wait to see you guys. Awesome. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. And if you'd like some live inspiration, join us on December 2nd in Winnipeg at our live event. Just visit www.jillfeatherstone.com for details. Bye for now.